the very special blowout 300th episode of NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, Louisiana, and New York. That's New York with all caps. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download PropSwap app now. And we're brought to you by Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-belt grooming. Use promo code SGP at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Don't forget, we're brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. If you haven't already downloaded the SGPN app, what are you doing? Why are you listening to this? Come on, get on board. Go over to the App Store, download the SGPN app for your home on all of our free products and podcasts. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome back to the NBA Gambling Podcast. It is the big episode 300. I can't believe we've been doing it this long. Very excited. We've got a super episode today. We're going to be talking all about the NBA All-Star Weekend and all the bets you can do. We're going to talk about some of our favorite memories from the podcast over the last I don't know what, two years we've been doing it? 300 episodes, however many that is. I don't know what time is anymore. I just kind of measure time in different uh, COVID variants now. So we have Terrell, the furious Fabulioso, Furman Jr., (laughs) Munaf, the manly machine Manji, and Scott Rowdy Radio. Rochelle, how's it going, man? What's going on, gentlemen? Episode number 300. I can't believe we're here, uh, McKee. Uh, We'll we'll get into specifics in a little bit, but I'm excited for this pod. It's not as... It's not as in-depth like we do on our regular NBA pods, but I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be a lot of fun. I have rebranded. I have rebranded from whatever the heck McKee said my nickname is. The villains all know that you shall (laughs) now refer to me as Villain Rail. Thank you very much. We have rebranded here. Yeah, no, I, when I'm hosting, I just make up whatever nicknames I want, but you can, (laughs) whatever comes to mind for McKee. Just whatever comes in the moment. Scott, how you doing, man? Good. It's nice to see you again. It's been a long time. Hope everything's been going well with you on Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I thought about opening this with like a uh, Spartans ramp for the episode for, from the movie 300. Okay. That's always a good choice. I, I guess I'll start with saying that I started this podcast i think it's a little bit over three or a little over two years ago i was still working it was before the pandemic I was still working in television i only was doing it once a week which is no way to do an nba podcast as you guys well know as odds and everything changed wildly uh soon ramped it up once uh, i got done with working in television and it's been quite a ride and I've been very thankful you guys have been able to Take it over since I have uh, started Action Network and haven't been able to do it as often. But I guess let's kick it to Muna first. Um, 
One of my favorite memories is going on very last minute before the podcast was supposed to start and we had had a last minute dropout and I went on the NBA Slack channel and said, who is available right now to jump on and be a guest on the podcast right, right now? And the only two people who responded were Munaf and Papakamas. So it ended up being me, Munaf and Papakamas. The first time I've ever met either of them, we just did a random episode. I can't remember what number that was, but that was the first time we had uh, Munaf on a podcast. Yeah, I I remember that moment as well, and and I you're right. I don't remember the number on what it was, but uh, from that first episode to where we or uh, we are as a podcast for the NBA Gambling Podcast and all the things that have been happening for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I mean, I don't really have uh any particular memories but just the journey that from where i started last season uh you bringing me on as a host with zb with uh dan last season it's just been so much fun and you know getting to wake up every day and, and just talk about the nba with terrell and scott throughout the week it's just been incredible i think um just the one memory that kind of sticks out to me was i think it was last season where me and Zach were recording a podcast and I think about five or 10 minutes into the pod, I think we forgot to hit the record button. I'm not sure if that's happened to you guys before or not, but uh, Zach realized that he goes, Oh shit, we're not even recording right now. So we had to kind of go back and, and redo about 15 to 20 minutes of the pod. But um, yeah, nothing other particularly doesn't stick out, but it's just been uh, quite a journey here on the NBA gambling podcast. Uh, McKee, shout out to you for not only getting me involved with the website uh, last season with NFL, but bringing me on as a host or co-host, you know, for the NBA Gambling Podcast. And you know, we've we've come a long way. We've grown the uh, podcast a lot, and I'm looking forward to what we have uh, in the future here. Yeah, well, I, I, a lot of I think it was Steve Jobs who says, you know, you bring on talented people, you just let them do their job. I just bring on people who work harder than me. And let them do it all the work. So uh, you're a guy who hustles more than anybody. So, uh, and speaking of hustler, Terrell, uh, big <laughs> fan of this guy. He called in when I was doing the Friday. Uh, it was back then. It was called Locker Room. Now the app is Green Room. When you do the live uh, podcast, when anybody could come in, we would have people like jump in and talk about like they would try to prank call and weird shit like that. But Terrell was uh, always there giving us great props. And now he is a, a full-blown host. How's it going? What's going on? It's, yo, it's crazy. It's great. It is amazing. This has been a wild ride. And I was actually terrified when I found out that I was going on this deployment because I instantly thought, oh, crap, am I not going to be able to host a podcast anymore? And so... <laughs> The fact that we've been able to make it and, you know, work around the schedule and get me out here recording episodes has been great. Memories wise is so many from the first time I came up here and they had just hyped up the Knicks having a great season. And I said, I bet y'all they lose five straight games. And then they lost the next five straight games. Exactly. <laughs> so that was a that was a great moment. But it, it has to start with the OG rant. The OG rant, the rant that started it all when they were all bagging on Kyle Kuzma and everybody was talking about Kyle Kuzma. Everybody said Kyle Kuzma ain't this, Kyle Kuzma ain't that, Kyle Kuzma ain't a dog. And I came up here and I went and I ranted 
And I told you that Kyle Kuzma has a dog in him. I said, Kyle Kuzma, this is the opportunity where LeBron is out and you are going to go do your thing. And then Kyle Kuzma proceeded to drop four points that game. But the next week he had for 25. So <laughs> yeah, it took him a while call. to listen to the podcast. He had to, he just, to the yeah, podcast. He had to, wait, he had to wait and catch on to the podcast. And when he heard it, then he was like, oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. So uh, that was a great moment. But no, I'm having an amazing time. The response has been amazing. My mentions get <laughs> mentions every single day of people talking about, you know, whatever I said or whatever, however the episode went the day before it or some crazy bet that went up, went and hit or something like that. So the response has been amazing. And it's so great to see how far the podcast has come from October to now, like not even just from the beginning, but just from October to now has been great. So it's it's, it's a blessing. Well, uh, we, we blew right by it, but if anybody had the under three minutes on when Terrell would complain about the Knicks, uh, that hit. So there you go. And then Scott, who has just been holding this thing down from the back end, producing a lot of our podcasts and then jumping on with his silky radio voice, your, your hosting abilities are, are, are too good for us. Uh, how are you doing, my man? I'm uh, doing pretty well. I'm trying to think of some memories to share. I think I think of two and one I'll start off with the recent one it's really just any rant that either Terrell and I exchange where the other <laughs> one just falls out of our chair I still remember yeah. the Harden rant that I did a couple of weeks ago and Terrell of course it's an audio <laughs> podcast but since we're doing this on zoom I can actually see the reactions of the people that I'm with in the meeting and Terrell just fell off his chair like he just couldn't ha handle it anymore and at some point he had to cut me off so that was fun uh, provoking Terrell into making any Knicks rants, always a good time. But I still remember one of the first memories I had was one of the first podcasts I was actually on, which was the Friday with Ryan. And I still remember that it was right around NBA playoff time. And of course, Ryan is a huge Suns fan and they had a matchup against the Lakers in the first round. And yeah. I just remember every Friday it turned into basically a therapy session where I was just letting Ryan get all of his fears off his chest about how the Suns were going to stop AD and LeBron and yeah. how we had to talk. I talked him through it and I told him that the Suns would eventually figure it out and they did. So I just remember really kind of going through the Suns title run through Ryan because he was going through all the emotions of, can they do this? I don't know if they can LeBron and AD what's going on. And I just remember all of that happening. So that was also a very fun time where it seemed like we were the only two people in the media who weren't automatically penciling the Lakers in for the second round, which definitely yeah. felt nice. So it worked out well in the end. Yeah, you were, you were a rock for me. I appreciate that, my man. I've been um, called worse. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, and then the last thing I'll bring up is one of my favorites. It has nothing to do with actually basketball or, or, or picks or anything, but I, I, I task Zach with coming up with his own nickname <laughs> and a week later, he comes back with Swiss Bank. And I, I, I was like, are you Swiss? No. What does that even mean? It doesn't rhyme. It doesn't mean anything. It's just like, you know, Swiss Bank accounts. That was his whole. <laughs> that's, that's Zach. That was his exactly. whole explanation. So uh, Zach, Swiss Bank, Broner, I never let him. I never let him forget it. I'm actually uh -oh. curious, since we're talking about nicknames, how did you come up with Fat Baby for yourself? How'd that happen? Uh, Rich, rich fat baby, baby. yes yeah. sorry yeah yeah Forgot well i was there. <laughs> yeah i was trying to go with the alliteration angle of uh sean stacking the money and ryan real money mm -hmm. kramer 
So I wanted to have a, a, a three word nickname to match theirs that also had the alliteration of uh, Ryan. So I went with Rich Fat. And uh, I think I had Rich Fat Boy at first. It just, I just thought it was sounded funny. And then with a my, Y or an I at the end? It, I think it was a, I don't know if I ever even wrote it out, but it was okay. boy. And then I told my wife it and she was like, no, you got to go with Rich Fat Baby. So because she just thinks <laughs> I'm not <laughs> a man. Roll out the tongue better. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And I told it to Sean and uh, Kramer and they laughed. And so it's uh, it's been stuck ever since. Okay, and we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. WinBet has a massive college basketball contest. The grand prize winner will receive a reserved seating area for seats at the world-renowned Win Las Vegas Race and Sportsbook for the early round action of the college basketball tournament, as well as two rooms at the Win Las Vegas for a two-night stay. In addition, they will be awarded $1,000 in free bets on WinBet. Any WinBet patron that places a minimum of a $25 wager on college basketball during the promotional period will become eligible for the prize, and players can take advantage of the offer immediately. There is no limit to the number of entries that a patron can receive into the grand prize drawing. For example, if a patron wagers $1,000 on college basketball during the promotional period, they receive 40 entries. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playing through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Can I get a round of applause, everyone? Today, I'm excited to announce Manscaped launched their ultra premium collection. Believe it or not, it's for your not-so-private parts. I'm talking about leveled-up hygiene routine with your favorite manly scent. This is all-in-one skin and hair care kit for everyday man that covers you head to toe. Literally, Manscaped is trusted below the belt. Now, trust them with the rest. Join four million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP. Yeah, I mean, let's get into it. We have no games tonight, so we got to talk about All-Star Weekend. And Terrell, let's kick it off with the celebrity game. You messaged us this morning and said you wanted to talk about a celebrity game. So what picks do you have? Yes. Because it's going to be coming out, to you know, right as we drop this podcast, people are going to need to listen to this. Yes, absolutely. And it so the celebrity game, if you don't know, they are doing Team Walton versus Team Work. Is it not worthy? No, Wilkins. So Dominique, Team Neat versus yeah. Team Walton. And I was sitting here and I'm looking at the roster and trying to, and I'm like, hold on. Like, it's, and I'm looking at the odds. They have MVP odds. They have first basket odds. So they're doing like they're doing it for the game. And Something stuck out to me. So Machine Gun Kelly is on Team Walton. And Machine Gun Kelly is a Cleveland native. And he's 16 to 1 to win MVP. Yeah. Now, if you don't know about Machine Gun Kelly, Machine Gun Kelly loves basketball. Like he loves basketball. He loves the Cavs. He's performed at Cavs games numerous of times. And the odds on favorite is Quavo, of course, plus 225. Miles Garrett is going to be an interesting one. I don't know who in this game is going to actually guard Miles Garrett. 
So if you want a chalky play, Miles Garrett, <laughs> if you haven't seen what Miles Garrett looks like, you know, off of a football field, he is an absolute freak of nature man. And so plus 270 for him. But I was digging around and there's some interesting people in there. They got the mayor of Cleveland, Jack Harlow. It's a, a, some interesting people in there. But Machine Gun Kelly is 16 to 1 for MVP. For somebody that can actually ball. And can he's he a, though? A native. Do we know yeah, he, he can, can ball? Wait, yeah, have we can. seen I've it? Seen, Yes, he has videos. He's he's actually gone, and you know he can he can play a little bit. He can it's a fan vote MVP, right? Yes, it is, and that's the that's the other part. It is also a fan vote. So now he get he's got pop culture and being being a rapper. He is from Cleveland, so everybody from Cleveland is going to be voting for him if he does well. And the guy plays like he plays basketball on tour all the time. I don't know. I think Machine Gun Kelly at sixteen to one is a good bet for MVP. I kind of have to agree. It's the fan vote aspect where, of course, he had his whole thing with uh, Megan Fox. And now they're engaged. So he's yep. been constantly in the media for the last couple of months. But the Cleveland native part's important. You're asking a good question, though, Ryan, if he's good at basketball. Justin Bieber wasn't very good at basketball. He won MVP, too, because everyone <laughs> called him to vote. But he's, so, a, he's a pop star. I feel like Machine Gun Kelly is divisive. People, but he's, he's a, people know who he is. I think he's yeah, a very popular guy. I'm a yeah. wild boy. I'm a, I'm a wild boy. But like, well, he, got, like he, you know, he got, got into hit. he's got into battles with uh, uh, Eminem. Eminem, and yeah. you know, he mm-hmm. he's not like rap battles, just like uh, sniping battles, and so he's just like talking shit battles. Like, I I'm I'm not a Machine Gun Kelly fan. I would not vote for him. But maybe I'm not the demographic for this. Uh, I think it's a matter of the fact that for these MVP voting or the for the All Star game, the actual basketball skill is secondary because people yeah. call in and vote for her who they want to. It's a full-on popularity contest. So if you're going to get the Cleveland native, who also is a pretty well-known, uh, I'd say, pop figure in the uh, – whether you like him or not, he's just a well-known guy. 16-1 to mm-hmm. one does, does sound a bit high. It should probably be closer to, I don't know, 10-1, to one, maybe 8-1, to one, yeah, in my opinion. Absolutely. All right, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Moon, if you have anything on that? Absolutely not. You mean guys, uh, Anderson <laughs> Verjao doesn't tickle y'all's fancy. <laughs> I like Verjao. I mean, guy can play. Uh, unfortunately, Dwayne Wade ended his career like, I don't know, 15 years ago when he dunked on him, but Verjao has <laughs> been hanging in there. So I don't think he's, in a, I don't think he's popular enough to win. It all comes back to the fan vote, which is yeah. why yep. if, if you want to go solely on who's the best player, I would Quavo. go Quavo because Quavo gets well, or my, well, my, well, Miles Garrett might be Miles Garrett is probably going to put on a show. Cause I just don't know who's going to stop him. And he's been well, waiting the ball. Yeah. It depends if anybody wants to get in front of him when he dunks the ball repeatedly. So that's a fair point, but Quavo, I do think is extremely skilled, which is why he is the favorite to win MVP. But are the, are people going to actually call in and vote for him? Probably not. He's, he's the, okay. he's the LeBron. Scott, it's the LeBron. How are you like 60 years old? That's the second time you've said that nobody calls in, right? It's just all online. Voting. <laughs> I actually don't even know how to do the voting anymore. <laughs> Do like, you vote online? I'm assuming you do. Yes, you it's vote online. online. Nobody it's calls online. in and votes anymore. I still remember like the old days of the phone where you had to text like A or B to this five-digit number, like in order. You remember that? Like that's yeah, still that what like, I imagine voting. You definitely, you tweet. You definitely tweet who it's you tweet, want to yeah. win. It's tweeting now. Okay, <laughs> cool. I'm, I'm that far behind on the voting for the All Star. Oh game. man, I like Quavo. I, Quavo's won this before in 2018. Um, I think he's got he's getting the LeBron. It's the LeBron thing where LeBron we know LeBron's one of the best players in the league, but LeBron's not gonna win MVP. I think it's the same thing with Quavo. Yeah. yeah. 
don't think right. there's enough value on Quavo, to be honest. Like he he's clearly the best player, either him or Garrett, but we've seen Quavo get buckets. The issue is it's the popularity thing. And I do oh. wonder, unless you're Kevin Hart, who wins the award 45 times in a row, <laughs> do they really give it to the same guy back to back years? It doesn't seem like it happens that much. Yeah. So, I mean, I will say that a, an athlete, a former athlete or an athlete or former athlete has not won this since 2009 when uh, T.O. won it two years in a row. Mm, so maybe it is sad. time. Maybe it's worth putting a little bit on uh, Garrett. But so what's, I like what's Garrett's odds? So he's at two, plus 270, I see. Okay. But I think where I would play Garrett is I play Garrett first basket plus 600. There's nobody, there's nobody that's gonna stop this man. I think he's gonna he's gonna get the tip and tip the ball to himself and just take it down and dunk the ball. Nobody's gonna stop him. You think Ooh, the referee's like gonna that. call travel on Miles Garrett? I doubt it. I'm just I, I don't think I don't think anybody's bold enough to call anything. Miles, yeah. I don't think they're bold enough to call anything on Miles Garrett. That is a freak of nature of an athlete, man. All right. I think we've already spent too much time on this, but I I, I like all that uh machine gun galley. Good bet. I like a little bit on Miles Garrett and a little bit on Quavo, maybe. And first basket, I'm definitely putting a few bucks on that for at plus 600 Miles Garrett. All right, let us get to the dunk contest. I know this is like supposed to be everybody's favorite. It's nobody's favorite anymore. Um, yes, it is. But hey, here we go. Uh, we've got Jalen Green plus 165, Obi Toppin plus 175, Cole Anthony plus. 325 and Juan Toscano Anderson plus 450. That's what I'm seeing right now. They want, you know, the, some of the odds vary on different books, but who do we like here? I'm going to start with Munaf. Are you going with Jalen Green? I'm not going with Jalen Green. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the New York guy. I'm going to go uh, Obi Toppin here to win the dunk contest. And look, last year he was in it um, with Anthony Simons in the finals. And I think that he kind of got robbed because in the finals last year, Anthony Simon's final dunk attempt was for him. He kind of, you know, gave himself a lob and he, the attempt was for him to kiss the rim and then dunk it. And he was nowhere even near close to kissing the rim uh, was Anthony Simon's on that final dunk attempt. And meanwhile, Obi Toppin, you know, he went between the legs in the finals and it wasn't good enough, but I guess it wasn't flashing up. But let's not forget. Obi Toppin, in his days at Dayton, he was putting on shows in-game. He's had some incredible in-game dunks. And this season alone, in two games, he went between the legs. We remember on Christmas Day against the Atlanta Hawks, he did it. And just about a month later, on a breakaway dunk uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, no, I'm sorry. It was against the Indiana Pacers. He did it again. So I think that athleticism, that, that I think more importantly, the experience that he had in that first year or last year uh, being in the dunk contest, I think he, he should get over the top here. And if New York was going to have any highlight this season and do anything right this season, it's going to be Obi Toppin at plus 210 to win the NBA yeah. dunk contest. So I'm going with well, Obi Toppin plus 210. Before we touch that third rail, seeing what uh, Terrell thinks of the, the Knicks talk right now, um, I will say, are you concerned at all? He's 6'9". We haven't had a guy his height win it. I mean, the closest person was uh, Blake Griffin in 2011. It's usually guys six five and under because you get that you get that big lift. You see that big lift, and that's yeah. kind of why I like Cole Anthony in the logger odds here. Yeah, I, I consider that as well. I, I'm Terrell knows this. I'm not a Cole Anthony guy. I'm not a fan of Cole Anthony. 
Um, so I, I'm going with Obi Toppin here. I mean, I'm probably going to be wrong here, but I just kind of like the experience that he had last year to kind of get it done this year. All right. Terrell, what do you got? Yeah, you're definitely going to be wrong because it's 100% going to be Cole Anthony. I'm taking the guy that's actually yeah. from – Well, they're both Shocker. from New York, but I'm taking the other New Yorker and Cole Anthony. Look, you guys may not – I don't know if you guys tap into ballislife.com. I don't know if you guys have been watching that. I grew up on Ball is Life. That's what we did. When we was in class and we were supposed to be learning stuff in high school and stuff like that, we was on Ball is Life. And – through time and through, you know, as I've grown, I've still watched Ball is Life. And Cole Anthony is on Ball is Life in a dunk contest in high school. In high school, he is dominating the dunk contest. It's not even close. He's the best high school dunker at that time. So absolutely, Cole Anthony, he's already been here before. He's already been here before. Now he's going to get on the big stage. I don't have to worry about the watered down dunks or anything like that. He's done this on the street. He knows how to go out there and put on a show. So 100%. Cole Anthony at the longer eyes, this got to be a best bet here. But what about Jalen Green? I mean, he's been, he had like, he was in a high school dunk competition as well. Uh, He's crazy athletic. But I mean, he's been, he's been a real disappointment in his rookie season so far. Yeah, he's, he's had like the flashy dunks during games. I mean, it hasn't been – the athleticism is there for sure with him. Like the explosiveness is there for Jalen Green. But I, I think I need to see it first, and I think Terrell just said that it's too early for him probably. So uh, maybe if he's back next it'll year. Be green. Year it'll be after, green to Anthony in the finals. It'll be green to Anthony in the finals. All right. Scott, what do you think? Well, that's what I'm looking at. I think that even though OB, of course, was there last year, and I do agree with Munaf that he got hosed, I do tend to gravitate towards the smaller players in this competition because it seems like that's how the award is usually given out for the winner. I do think it's going to be between Green and Anthony. I'm going to take Green in this one. It is a little bit tricky because Green did not actually test out the vertical at the combine. So you kind of have to eyeball it. But from what I've seen, I think he's easily the most explosive person in this competition. And no offense to Scano Anderson because he got no love from any of us. He's more of a poster guy. So yeah. I don't exactly see him being the create like the creative between the legs, whatever. But at the end of the day, the dunk contest, as Ryan alluded to earlier, it's not the same. And it really comes down to the presentation. It comes down to which BS props are going to have, which celebrity from the fourth row you decide to jump over while you easily push off with the other hand. That's usually how it goes in this competition. But I'm going to go with Jalen Green just because I do think that he's the most explosive athlete out of all of these guys. And even though his whole rookie season has been a mixed bag, mostly negative, but when you're in Houston, I mean, they're going to get blown out by 30 every game. I do think this is a good spot for him to make himself known a little bit more, and I do think the athleticism definitely gives him an advantage over the rest of the competition, but I do think that Terrell is right. It's going to be between Green and Anthony in the finals. Okay, so Terrell and I are both going with Cole Anthony. Munaf is going with Toppin, and uh Scott, you are going with Green, the favorite. Uh, let's move on to the skills competition, what they've totally changed this year. Instead of just going with one player, they've got teams. Um, it is going to be uh, Team Cavs, which is Jarrett Allen, Garland, and Evan Mobley. Then we've got uh, Team Anten Kupos, which is Alex, Giannis, and Theonis. And then we got Team Rooks, which is Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. They've changed the rules. There's more shooting. There's like three different levels. I'm not going to explain. Sorry, I'm sorry, Hanson. 
you said there's more shooting and they have a team of young, they have a team of Antetokounmpo's <laughs> out there. Yes. So that's the first team I crossed off the list. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, I mean, y'all are wild. <laughs> exactly. There's going to be, uh, let's see. There is, there is four rounds. There's a round one is shooting. Round two is passing. Round three is team relay. And then final round half court shot. So the reason that the rookies are minus 125 favorites is because they actually have shooting and ball handling both on their team. Whereas, you know, team caps have two centers. And (laughs) so I don't know. I mean, I I don't see how you don't go with team rookie here. Anybody else have anything different? No, yeah, I'm going chalk here. Minus 125 with team rooks. I mean, Scott just said exactly what I was thinking with the team Antetokounmpo's. I mean, this is a shooting contest and you have those three guys out there and then team Cavs, same thing. I mean, Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, not, not the greatest shooters. Um, but again, you know, with team Brooks, when you have shooters and passers and, and skill guys, I, I got to go mm-hmm. chalk here. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think, Terrell? Terrell's going out to the Kumbo, I'll say it for you. No, so I'm going to tell you right – yes, I am, by the See? way. But I'm going to tell, tell you right now, and I'm going to tell you right now, the Rooks are going to be the first team out. So this is how this is how it works. I'm going to go ahead and explain. So, yes, he said three rounds, shooting, passing, relay. After those three rounds, the last place team will be cut, and then the other two teams will compete in a half-court shot. The Rooks are going to be cut in them three rounds. 100 percent they're gonna oh they're gonna come into this challenge they're gonna be like we have the shooting we got the passing they're all young guys they're gonna be up in their head hey we can all do this da 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 if you remember what skill challenges have been in the past the big men have killed the big men have killed the skills challenge before absolutely i'm all the way christoph porzingis won the skills challenge well, yeah, and Sabonis won last year at plus 600, and I won money on that. And I had a bio so before just, that. So I agree with that. So but. I'm, on the, I'm on the big men here, and now it's like you got the big men on the Cavs, and you got the big men that are on the Antetokounmpo's. They, Antetokounmpo's can actually ball. They have other as, assets. Like, they've been doing this. They've been playing together all their life. They know where each other's spots are. Giannis can actually shoot, despite what everybody mm-hmm. says. We forget when Giannis got into the league, and he was literally a shooter before he put on the weight and started driving to the basket. I'm all the way in. Give me the brothers. I'm all the way in. You are so wrong, because you what you are talking about with the skills challenges, you forget what they do is they match big man up against big man in the first round of the old skills challenge. So it's easier to get past the first couple of rounds because you keep matching up with other big men. And then they get to the third round and then they, it's not until the third round that they would the go against like lost. a smaller. Yeah. And they would go against a smaller and they would lose because it's kind of a crap shoot. Once you get to that last free throw, it's a whole different competition now. So I don't know if you can take that still that same big man. I, concept but i mean that's why i went with sabonis last year because you're right big men have dominated this in recent years are they keeping the same obstacles they're just breaking it into different sections or they switched up everything entirely the so third it's, round it's is the same switch. Right? yeah okay. yeah it's a it's a little bit of a switch they're basically taking um a different aspect like the shooting is like five different locations and from 10 to 30 feet and each location has like a different points value and you'll get the uh, the highest team with the score, and they'll earn, like, the challenge points or something like that. It's a whole different thing. By the way, I, I, when we were talking about Giannis and when I made the joke about the shooting, I wasn't actually referring to Giannis. I think he's actually gotten better. I was referring to the brothers. 
I don't yeah. know much about Alex. I know Thanasis is just not a good basketball player. Like I, I've seen him play. He's just not very talented. So I think you can make an argument that even though athletically when they're dribbling, they can get from one end of the court to the other and maybe four dribbles or less, but I've seen Thanasis shoot. There's a reason why he never placed. It's because he's not very good. And I do yeah. think that if Giannis is by himself, but he's out actually there, the which, second best brother, which is crazy. Well, that's the point. I don't know much about Alex. So Alex could either be worse or better, but Thanasis can't get minutes on any team. So okay, you have Giannis and a couple of brothers who probably aren't good enough to even be in this competition if they didn't have the last name Antikumbo. I do think Cleveland's tempting solely because of the half-court portion, where it might come down to how it usually does, which is one team has a lead, they brick five half-court shots in a row, and one team banks it in. So I guess that's maybe the equalizer. If somebody runs up and hits a miracle shot, I'm going with the rookies, just because yeah. I do think their skill set is so well-rounded that I do think it fits them in this competition because all three guys, Barnes, Cunningham, and Giddy, they all can pass, they all can dribble, and they all can shoot a little bit. Barnes has hit or miss. Giddy's been better lately, and Cade has been a lot better for the last month or so. I just think the rookies are too well-rounded not to win this competition. So I'm going to go with the rookies. I will right, let, me make this point. let me make this point real quick. Yeah, go ahead. What team does Kay Cunningham play for? The Pistons. That's right. What team does Scotty Barnes play for? The Raptors. What team does Josh Giddy play for? The Thunder. Is this oh, the okay. most All right. boring wait, wait, trivia wait, wait, contest? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, no, hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. All right, so what team does Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen play for? They play for the Cavaliers. He's getting to the home court advantage portion of it. No, no, but he said he likes the they all Kumpos. That doesn't make the, any sense. The Cavs players play together. The Otsukakumpos play together. Those three do not play together. They never play together. They, no, but it's, it's no, individual. No it's, 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 do you it's, think they're passing the ball to each other? Like, no, there's targets. Like, what, what does that have to do with anything? It's like a relay no, race. No, but it is, it's still a team competition. It's still a team competition. Everybody's competing in all three aspects like it's not just one person competing in each round so you're forgetting about something because the three rookies on the teams that they play for never win anything they have a chance to win a trophy you know when the (laughs) last time any of these guys won a trophy like they're gonna actually want to go all out here like Giannis has a ring he has better things to worry about he's got a lot of MVP awards etc Cleveland has a couple of all-stars I think they're definitely a good home story but do I think that Jared Allen can dribble and everything like that probably not because I've seen him play with the Nets the rookies, I think they'll be motivated because a lot of All-Star Weekend is allowing the younger guys to put on a show. That's kind of the byproduct of what you get. They don't win anything on the teams they play for. I think they'll be motivated for the contest. I'll take the rookies. Okay. Well, uh, let me sum this up, and then we'll get we'll, we'll move on. First of all, Josh Giddy has already won an award this year, and that is Sexiest Man in Oklahoma City. So don't <laughs> don't discount that. Oh my gosh! And then the rookies will be in the Rising Stars competition right before this, so there's a chance that they're all tired. I don't know if that makes a difference or not. Oh, no, but they'll be, something they'll, they'll to be watch. Up. Just something yeah. to watch. Three of us are going with Team Rook, and Terrell's going with the Antetokounmpo's. Right? I'll take the I field. Was... I will take. The, matter of fact, I'll just take the field. It is a hunt. The rookies are not getting to the finals. Okay. They're gonna lose and they're gonna lose and not get to the finals. I get it. I wouldn't actually bet on the rookies. I think the rookies are gonna win. 
I would put a couple bucks on the Cavs because I do think that that's a more real, well-rounded group than I'm trying to Tampa imagine Thanasis and company trying half court shots. That might be yeah. something to watch. <laughs> I bet you Thanasis is the one to hit it too. He he might. It just might take him 30 minutes. You know, I, I don't know. But <laughs> and we're gonna take another quick break for a word from our sponsors. And then we'll be right back. There are never enough things to gamble on. And the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. Best part is, now there's a new way to play the ponies, especially if you are brand new to the sport. Check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horses, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. Win as much as $15,000 with just one entry. Don't know anything about horses? Not to worry. The app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy. The app is free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with free games weekly at the tracks all over the United States. Get in the app, create your account, and start building your stables today. Invite your friends to play against you or against other stables. You can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats. Download Stable Duel at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See your winner circle. Play, race, win. All right, we've got the Rising Stars competition that we're going to talk about next. We already mentioned it. You've got, te- uh, they've, they've also changed this as four teams instead of two now. We've got Team Isaiah, Team Peyton, Team Barry, Team Worthy. Uh, Isaiah is the favorite at plus 200. I'm seeing Peyton at plus 250, Barry at plus 250, and Worthy at plus 325. We don't have to go through all of the rosters, but uh, we will say that Team Worthy has no big men and no real shooters. Uh, we were talking a little bit about this before we started recording. Um, I really like Team Peyton because they have the best player in the Rising Stars Challenge, which is LaMelo. And they also have Scotty Barnes. Uh, they also have Bones Highland, Kaminga, Ayo DeSumo. Uh, where are you guys going? They're not, they're not counting fouls, right? So LaMelo Ball should be playing extensive minutes then. Well, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think there's a foul out. So no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm I'm personally going with Team Thomas, man. I, I think the guards that they have, Anthony Edwards, uh, Desmond Bain, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, that's pretty solid for me. And then they have a couple of wing shooters with Sadiq Bay, um, and then you have inside guys as well. Not the greatest inside presence, but it, it's better than what some other teams have uh, with Isaiah Stewart and Precious Achua. But I think for Team Thomas, when you have those three guards with Edwards. Desmond Bain and Halliburton, I think that they should, you know, um, I think that's where they kind of have the advantage in the backcourt. So I'm going with Team Thomas here. All right. Where are you going, uh, Trev? Yeah, I'm on I'm, – I'm torn between Worthy and Peyton, but I'm going to side Peyton a little bit. I think that it's, it's actually pretty wild that they're the third – like they're – have the third longest – the second longest odds. So – I'm I'm looking right here, and I don't know if you said already, but I see Team Isaiah at plus 170, Team Barry at plus 260, Team Peyton at plus 300, and Worthy at plus 350. I like getting the plus 300 with LaMelo Ball and with Io DeSomu, Scotty Barnes. I think that's a really good a really good lineup right there. Maybe probably because they had some injuries. You know, they had Davion Mitchell. He's not supposed to go. He's uh, injured and not playing Chris Duarte. I don't think Chris Duarte is playing either, but He's not, but the, it, you know they had Kaminga and uh, Bones Highland sub in for them, and yeah, I like both of yeah, those guys so, in a competition like this. 
Yeah, absolutely. Bones Highland is an absolute dog. You know, I'm, I covered him when I was talking A-10 basketball at VCU last year. So, yeah, I'm all over Team Peyton, but I do like Team Worthy, too, even though people feel like they don't have any shooting. They're, team Worthy is pretty good. They have a whole bunch of athletes, and I think they'll be they'll just get the ball to the rim because nobody's going to play any defense. Yeah. Scott, what Except do you think Herb about Jones? Herb Jones is going to be the only person in this competition that plays defense. <laughs> the only one. Yeah, he's going to have to be their only quote unquote big man, though. Like he's the only person that's going to be playing forward or center for that team. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, will the format change anything for you, Scott? Because they've got, you know, they're each going to play. There's going to be two games, and then the winners will go on for the the finals. Uh, does that change anything? Give any other thoughts on uh, what side you like? Well, I think that's just a story in general of All-Star Weekend and how people aren't as interested as the league wants them to be, so they constantly have to mess around with the format. I think they're just piggybacking off of what hockey did because hockey has a couple of these three-on-three mini-games, and then they end up having a tournament style. So it seems like that's what they're doing for the Rising Star Challenge. I'm with Terrell on this one. I like Team Peyton. Uh, I just think they're extremely versatile, and I do think that they can create matchup problems. Isaiah, I like, but... They have two big men. I don't think the big men are very good. And I think that's the concerning part because I'm not a big Achua guy. Isaiah Stewart's okay. But the point is both of them aren't really great guarding the perimeter and they both don't really have any post moves. So even though they have some size on the inside, I'm not sure they're going to do much with it. But if you're looking at Peyton, they just have a bunch of guys. And even though Duarte was having a pretty decent rookie year, I think they actually upgraded with the injury, because I actually like Kaminga a lot more than Duarte. I agree. I agree. But I'm looking at the lineup here with Ball, Barnes, the Sunwoo, uh, Highland, Kaminga. They have a bunch of guys that can create very interesting matchups that I do think allows them to play a little bit smaller while maintaining some post presence with Barnes, with his actual reach, and with even the Sunwoo, who's a great defender for a guy his size, and Kaminga, who's definitely a truck. I do think that Team Peyton could push the break. They can also clamp down defensively when they need to on the inside. I think they have a lot of different pieces that gel well together. I'm going to go with Team Peyton. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, I don't like Team Barry, especially. I mean, because they've got great players in Mobley and Sangoon and uh, Wagner. But those aren't the type of guys you want in this kind of thing. Like, those guys. There's no uh, offense there. Yeah, I, I mean, there's there's not the offense that their defense, especially specialists, especially Mobley, you know, Sangoon, you've got like a guy who can shoot around the basket. We haven't seen anybody in these games in a while really dominate from a big man perspective because you're not getting the defense. Defense doesn't matter in these games. So yeah. uh, it sounds like three of us like Team Peyton and uh, Munaf here on Team Isaiah. Yes, sir. All right. Anything else on this or should we move on? Uh, only thing I'd add for Team Peyton. I am tempted to see what Scoot Henderson does because that's easily the best name in the contest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I feel like Scoot Henderson, like that's just what I think of my dog when it rubs its butt across the carpet. <laughs> well, he was one of those guys who went to the G League instead of college. He's only 18 yeah. years old. So I am kind of curious if he could be a guy trying to put on a show to get on, obviously to get into the NBA in the future. But he's only 18, so clearly he chose this as a business choice. He wasn't bad that he was forced to go to the G League instead of going to the NBA. They might have an extra NBA quality player on their team compared to the other rosters that also have G League players. That's a good call. 
That's a good call. That's interesting to say. And I, I think this is the most excited I am about watching a rising stars game in a while, just because of the new updated format. And you're right. Getting those G league players in there and seeing what they're mm-hmm. capable of. Uh, all right. We've got the all-star game on my list. Next team LeBron. I'm seeing them minus five and a half minus six. It seems like they've got the better roster. Anybody disagree with that? Nope. Durant's not playing, right? No. Durant's not playing. Uh, I'm saying when when you're the captain and you're supposed to be the best player on your team and you're not playing, kind of like what happened last year, I'm just going to take LeBron. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they they bumped up Jason Tatum to start uh, with him not starting and then they subbed in LaMelo Ball. So essentially you're getting LaMelo instead of Durant on your team. So right there, that's already a big disadvantage. What are you thinking, Terrell? I'm taking the points. I'm not, I'm not laying points in this. <laughs> where yeah. is the target score? Where is the target score? And you're telling me that as soon as that target score comes up, if this game is relatively close, both teams are going to be getting after it, trying to go out there and get a W. I'm just going to take the points. Well, Brown's get- undefeated in this, right? Yeah, he's four. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. He's won by three, 14, two, and then last year by 20. Yeah. So that's the thing with this Elon ending. I'm a little bit concerned with, with how that is with, with, with Charles saying, um, I might want to lot, try to live bet this, see if I can get a better number. Yeah. Uh, Cause you know, when different players come in, it's good. They're going to go on runs. So you might be able to get this better than minus five and a half, but I do like LeBron to win. I just think that that is a stronger team. Uh, I mean, yeah, overall, anybody got anything on the total or, um, cause I think the more interesting conversation is MVP here. Yeah, I think that if you're looking at it, totally probably looking at first half over because, we, like we said, might get a little more competitive uh, with the Elam ending. Um, but that only if I'm looking at it total, that probably the only way I play would be a first first quarter uh, over or first half over. For the full game, I actually like the under. I, I think this number is a bit too high. I know it sounds crazy because I believe All Star games have just consistently gone over, but last year was 170 to 150. Year before that, landed about 312. You're just looking at the spot where with the Elam ending, there's a cap now yeah. where you don't have to worry about free throw shooting at the end. You don't have to worry about a bunch of random nonsense. There's a target score. So you can actually win without even having to watch the end of the game, which is something that is kind of rare with an Elam ending score or a mm-hmm. rare just for most basketball games. I personally love the Elam ending, but I do think it's going to be competitive. Are they doing the Kobe thing again in the fourth quarter? Or is that a one-year thing? I think that no, was a one-year thing. Is it? I thought it was. I I'll double the, check. I don't know what the target Because the fourth is. quarter, right? The target score was 24, right? That's how yeah. they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or 24 points from whoever was leading at the time. So mm-hmm. if they're doing I know that again. Like TBT. Yeah, I, I was going to say, though, like if, if you're doing that again, then you just have a built in cap of the team leading can only score 24 points, right? Yeah. So, so I'm going to go with the, the So at the. Yeah. So you can get whatever they're leading by plus 24 is the max that the other team could score. You can kind of calculate what you, what you have after that. But the point is that if the team that's dominating offensively can only score X amount of points in the fourth quarter, I'm not going to take an over. Mm -hmm. Cause you're just limiting one of the teams from scoring a lot of points. So I do think that last year's 320 does sound kind of close to where it's going to be. I'm not going to say it's going to be a rocking chair or a very easy winner. I think it ends somewhere in the three tens. This number just seems a bit high. Are you say? Are you seeing? I'm seeing three seventeen and a half. What are you guys seeing for total? I see three twenty and a half. Yeah, I saw plus one hundred five on the on the under actually. I'll take the plus money on the under three twenty and a half. 
Yeah, yeah I like Sam, that. I see the 320 as well. I think they're doing the same format as last year. That's what I'm okay. reading. So fourth quarter, you're going to see a bunch of you're going to see a bunch of points first three, and then fourth quarter, you're going to see a lot of defense. So I'll go with the under. Jumping live though, I, I agree with Manoff first half, but you might get a great number midway through the second quarter. Yeah, this number might balloon up to 340. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Good call. A live under. Live under there. Good call. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet this. Both sides. I mean, total and side, I would definitely wait and uh, bet live to see if you can get a better number than what you're seeing right now. Um, okay, let's start with Moonoff. Who do you like for MVP? Whew, uh, let me pull up this list. So many different prices. We're talking offline now. There's so many different prices here. Um, I, I, d- I think we all, because we do like Team LeBron, I, I, and I didn't, have look, I didn't look at the rosters, but I did like John Morant, but I don't think they're going to win um Steph Curry to me at plus 750 is intriguing um and then DeMar DeRozan at 14 to 1 with team LeBron along with Luca at 14 to 1 I think those are two guys on team LeBron that I'm kind of looking at uh, DeMar DeRozan I mean we've seen what he's been able to do the past month of February he's a starter he should be in those final minutes when they're trying to get to that Elam ending uh Luca a guy that can you know walk out and get a triple double He's going to be coming in with that second unit. So I think that's going to be the important factor for Luca is that he's going to be able to dominate in that second, in that second group by, you know, scoring, assisting, rebounding. He, he's a guy that can, like I said, get a triple double. Um, so I'm going with those two guys. I'm going Demar 14 to one and Luca at 14 to one. Yeah. I will say they haven't had a non-starter win this since 2015. Yeah. Since Russell Westbrook. So that is something to consider. Um, I really like the DeMar DeRozan pick. I also like that as far as, I mean, shop around because you might be get even get a better number than 14 to one. Yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of guys in the league really like him and he's stepping up. I could see them wanting him to win this and like passing it to giving him a lot of opportunities to score, uh, because he's a guy that's really been around a long time, stepped up his first, he's been in the all-star game a few times, first time starting. I love that pick. Terrell, what do you got? I don't care what anybody says. Having a starter sitting at 60 to 1 is really wild. Like, that is oh, absolute God. disrespectful. Somebody mute to his me. mic, please. That is completely disrespectful to me. There's no reason Andrew Wiggins is all the way down at 60 to 1. For him to have, and then it's even better. What's even better is that he's having a rough shooting patch, which Steph is as well, going into this game. You're telling me you're telling me that they're not going to take that opportunity. And if if Andrew Wiggins comes out here and drops 25 points or something like that, he just gets going and they're like, hey, just keep feet. I mean, just keep feeding Wiggins because LeBron's not going to do anything. LeBron's going to play a few minutes and then go out the game and be done. Like, so you just keep feeding Wiggins. No, I will sprinkle. I don't care if you what you are. I don't care who you are. You're a starter. As long as you're not Rudy Gobert, you are a starter and you're a 61 odds. I have to sprinkle on that have to that's disrespectful as hell now outside of that <laughs> i'm probably gonna go trey young here 23 to 1 trey young is very interesting at 23 one that i see i like this like he's team durant able. he's team durant though well he's like the points, so i took the so. points because yeah. i don't think i'm not saying that they 100 percent win and there is a chance that they do win i mean team LeBron's won four years in a row it's time for something to change but for a team that has zero expectations, I wouldn't be surprised if Team Durant came out here. And just think of everybody on Team LeBron. I can see half of them just saying, I'm really not playing this game. Like, I'm not going out there to play. 
So, yeah, I'll take Trey Young 23 to 1. I think it's inflated because they don't think that his team is going to win, but I'll take the chances on players from Team Durant. I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts on maybe sprinkling some on Chris Paul? Because Team LeBron's coach, Monty Williams, is he going to try to play Chris Paul more? You know, I think I, he might play him less because yeah. they need to keep him healthy for the rest. Yeah, of the yeah I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> hamstring away. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Um, any? Uh, how about maybe Devin Booker? But he's not yeah, on. But he's no, he's on there on okay. separate teams. Yeah, okay. yeah. I would. John Morant's the other guy, name I like. I do what about John what about Giannis? Are we overlooking Giannis back to back? Well, he didn't miss a shot last year, right? Like yeah. he went what, like fourteen yeah. or fourteen or something? Yeah. And he's a guy that he's going to come out and play hard no matter what. And I think a lot of these players aren't going to be playing that hard. I think there's already seems like to be a war of attrition this season with how burnt out everybody is. But Giannis, people love him. Why not? Plus 600, I'm seeing. That's decent. Especially well, you're mentioning, with, yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Throw, no, 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 go, go ahead, Scott. No, no, I, was go I was just going to say oh that, especially in like, Especially in a game where there's no gonna not gonna be any defense, where he's just gonna dribble down the, the court and just get to the basket. And last right, last year he was what 14 to 14, wherever the number was, um, and finished with what 30 plus points. So yeah, I, I can see a possibility of Giannis, and that's why he is probably the betting favorite right now. Yeah, I think I think Giannis is gonna purposely not try to play as hard because they all were like, damn, bro, you really like you were really, really playing last year. I think he's like, oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna take a break this year. I cause I I really did do too much a little bit last year. I'm gonna take a break this year. I already got the trophy. I got the ring. I don't need anything else. Yeah, he's got the finals MVP. He's got the ring now. He's got the all-star MVP. So that's all checked he's good. He's list. got yeah. it. He's got defensive player of the year. Giannis got everything. I don't think he tries this yeah. hard. All right. Well, on along the same lines, does Embiid come out and try? Does he come out and really try to embarrass Jokic? Like he is on, a man on a mission this season. He wants the MVP. He wants everybody to consider him the best center in the league. We haven't had a center win this since Shaq in 2009. Embiid, yep. is it time? Is it overdue? I truth is, I feel like the all-star game competition is just set up for failure for the centers just because of how fast the pace actually is. I would love to pick Jokic for a shot to an MVP, but when he's at half court while they, while their team just dunked the ball, he's not going to get many assists and rebounds. It's just the way it is. The point is that the Sixers and the Nuggets have organized their offense around their best players, obviously, which involves playing slower, mainly in the half court. That's not how the all-star game works. So I do think if you're going to win the award, you have to constantly basically be punting defense and just being ready to go on the break. So I do think that unless they're going to slow down and let Embiid post up in an all-star game, which just isn't going to happen, we're, we're all expecting a bunch of fast breaks, right? I mean, isn't that yeah. what the point of the all-star yeah. game is for mm -hmm. three quarters? So for me, no. That's why Giannis won. It's because he's a forward who can run like a deer. So the point is, you know that he's going to be up court in a time buck, for the actual breaks. Well, like a buck. Thank you. Thank you. But still, <laughs> I, I do think that Jokic and Embiid would have a great chance of winning if it was played in the half court. It's not. So by game speed, I think they're up against it. Yeah. Uh, I, I should point out, um, Munaf, you did like Luca, which I understand your rationale, but I heard this on the Buckets podcast, which 
on the Action Network, not to drop my employer, but oh, uh, <laughs> they were saying never take Luca on a Sunday after a big party on Saturday night. That guy likes to get down. Okay. He's definitely going to be hungover. I, I, you guys mentioned like how it's up and down its pace. And I think that's why I kind of like John Moran at, at that number, if you can find a better number. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think even though I do like team LeBron here, I understand Terrell's case of, of, of team Durant. And I think that if team Durant, I think uh, John Moran has a good chance to win the MVP. I love John Moran here. If he was on team LeBron, he would definitely be my yeah. pick, but he yeah. reminds me of like when Westbrook came into this and won it back to back, you know, yeah. he's got like that kind of dog mentality and one more quick break. And we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Bengals defied the odds this season by reaching the Super Bowl, but Bengals bettors fell one game short. Unless you were one of the smart bettors who sold on PropSwap. PropSwappers made huge profits last week when they sold their Bengals Super Bowl tickets, like Tim from Ohio, who sold his $100 40-to-1 Bengals ticket for $1,500 on PropSwap. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll Always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry and download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free activity feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot tickets for sale, a loyalty rewards program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cash, and a first deposit cash match. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and PropSwap will match your deposit up to $500. Join the real bettors on PropSwap where America buys and sells sports bets. And as I said at the top of the show, if you haven't already downloaded the SGPN app, what are you doing? It is the app you need if you listen to this podcast or all the great offerings from SGPN. You get free picks, you get free podcasts, you get all the knowledge you need to win big. The SGPN app, it's live in the App Store, it's live in Google Play Store, it gives you easy access to everything we do. Don't forget to toss us an app review, please, and download the SGPN app today. And now back to the show. All right, let's go with, we'll finish up with the three-point competition. Uh, Van Vliet, of all people. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm Trey Young, I'm seeing as the favorite at plus 425. I'm seeing Van Vliet plus 450. Kennard plus 485. Levine plus 500. Bain plus 550. Patty Mills plus 550. Uh, McCollum plus 850. I'm going to say I really like Bain here at plus 550. He's been great. Uh, both, you know, the last two years. Great three-point shooter. Uh, Kennard, I can see, maybe. But I feel like when the kind of three-point specialists get thrown in this, a lot of pressure is put on them, and they kind of – I can see him cracking under that. I definitely don't see Trey Young winning this. I just – he's not a great shooter. He's a volume shooter. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just in this for the name. So, Scott, we haven't started with you for one of these yet. Let's start with you. Who do you like? Uh, if I, my favorite pick is going to be Kennard. I feel like it's just a perfect contest for him. It's a, it's a spot where he's the kind of guy who has a pretty awkward looking jump shot in terms of how he sets himself, but he's money. If he's standing in a stationary position, which is what the entire contest is. I just think it's a great spot for him. I watched him at Duke. I watched him at, with the Clippers, the guy can get buckets. So I do think that he is definitely a solid option. I think Patty Mills is tempting, but a lot of his shots just, 
come based on moving around screens. He doesn't take many stationary threes, which I am kind of curious is going to translate to this contest. I know Levine's in it again, but of course he's injured. So I'm assuming have they announced a replacement for him? I, I haven't seen so. it. No. Okay. I'm still salty about this award. I think uh, he's still playing. Is he? I think, yeah, he's, I think, I think he's, he's still, still planning on playing. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's still okay, I don't know how the bulls are allowing that, going. but all right, all right, whatever. But I'm still salty about this competition from, from last year. And the reason why I brought up the Levine situation was because last year I had two bets. I had Steph, obviously, because you kind of have to bet Steph every time he's in. And I took last minute replacement Mike Conley, who I think was like 12 to one or 15 to one. They were the finals. I needed Curry to miss the last shot and Conley would have won at like 15 to one and Curry made it. So I do like betting last second replacements in these competitions because I do think their odds are definitely a little bit too high for most of these. So if Levine's not able to go, I would keep an eye on who might replace him. If Levine's going, he's got no chance of winning anyway, but I'll go with Kennard. I think the contest is very, very suitable for his skill set. But if Levine's not able to go, I might throw a sprinkle on whoever replaces him at probably 12 to one, something like that. Okay. Uh, Munaf, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with Desmond Bain here at uh, Shop Around. You said plus 550. I also see some six of ones out there for uh, Desmond Bain here. And, um, you know, he's won the three-point contest in college. He won it in high school. So I think there's only one left to check off his list here for his career. That's going to be the NBA three-point uh, contest here on All-Star Weekend. He's shooting about close to 42% from the three-point line this season. He ranks number nine in makes. And you touched on him, McKee, that Trey Young is a volume shooter. Desmond Bain isn't. And if you look at amongst the leaders in the league, he's only jacking up or getting up a right a shade under seven uh, attempts per game. The, the, the percentage is high for him. And if it, like I talked about the experience at the collegiate level, I like the confidence with Bain shooting uh, in the three point contest. And if you kind of also went back and I got a little analytical, you guys know me, I went and looked at the, the uh, shooting chart for Desmond Bain and he's shooting 40% or border or better from four of the five spots from around the arc. And from straight on in the right side of the arc, he's shooting 44% or better. So I think I like Desmond Bay here at six to one. Van Vliet was the other one I did consider around plus 550. Um, you know, he, he's one of two players in the NBA so far this season, averaging four makes per game, averaging 10 attempts per game, uh, ranked second in the league. He's been on fire in the month of February. Maybe that carries over here in All-Star Weekend. Um, I know he's missed the last couple of games. For me, the injury is a concern, but I, if I, if you had to put a gun to my head, I'm going Desmond Bain at 6-1. to one. Uh, You were checking the heat map for, or the, no, shot, the shot chart? chart. For, for the, okay, I, I respect the commitment there. I don't think I've ever actually thought about doing that before. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's going to be on your tombstone, Munaf. Respect the commitment. You're, yes. you're fully committed. Respect the stats. Uh, yeah. Uh, Terrell, what do you got? All right. So since everybody's on Desmond Bain, I'm going to pivot from the guy that I do. like. I do like Desmond Bain, though. But I did have this name circled, and I'm going to 100% fade Scott in this aspect because if Zach Levine is – there's something wrong with him, and he's still going out there to do the three-point contest – he 100% has the full intention of winning it. You got to remember that there's only two people that have done this contest before in the NBA, on the NBA level, and that is Zach and Trey. And we've so, seen Zach. CJ McCollum has, too. Has CJ done it? Yeah, yeah. but it has, it's yes. been since, like, 2016, I think. 
Oh, okay. All right. Well, that's why I didn't remember. Either way. So then I would actually sprinkle on CJ a little bit. But Zach, I, I just like the people that have done it on the NBA level a little bit more. Zach put up a pretty solid score the last time he did. He had 22 points. Like, that's really, really solid. He didn't make it on to the next round. But I'm pretty sure that that was the contest with Stephen Clay in it as well. So it really wasn't too much that he could do there in that aspect. I think Zach is – he knows this event. He's, if he goes out there and he's hobbled in any way, there's anything wrong with him. And the fact that he's still doing it tells me his commitment that I'm trying to go out here and I'm really trying to win this. Other people are out here having fun. I'm trying to go out here and get a dub. So I like getting Zach at his odds. And uh, Van Fleet is another one that I think has a really good chance of winning this one just because I just know him as an undrafted player coming into the league. He's going to want to go and get after. He's going to want to keep putting up stats for all the undrafted guys. So I like Van Fleet. I kind of just want to go at a brief rant for a second because I still have no idea how Chicago is letting Levine compete in this competition. It's a matter of (laughs) the fact that Chicago (laughs) is clearly trying to win a title right now. I know that they bought in with DeRose and that's worked out insanely well, but from what I heard Levine heard clicking in his knee, correct? That was the report. And he's not going to play for probably a couple of months, correct? Yeah. Why the hell is he in this competition? Why is Chicago like not just vetoing this? I'm so confused. No, I mean, Terrell brings up a good point. He just really wants to win it. He wants to be the first person to win the dunk contest and the three-point competition. Yeah, and the Bulls so. are paying him $40 million. I probably would tell him to, you know, rest the knee a little bit, put some ice on it. I, I just don't understand how an injured player who's too injured to play in games has no issue competing with the three-point contest and the team's just cool with it. Does that make any sense to any of you? I don't no, get it. Doesn't. That's why that's why I'm on him. That's why I'm on it because it doesn't make any sense. That means he just has to go up. All right. Do you know how during the season somebody will have a questionable tag? And when they go into the game questionable, it's just penciled in it. That person's going to go off. Like you mean just Trey Young with one shoulder who just goes for 43 yes. every time? Or, which, yeah. or yeah. when Kevin Durant was questionable up until everybody else was out for the game. And then Kevin Durant comes in the game and has a triple-double. This is, Toronto, exactly, right? this is it. Yeah, yeah, against yeah, Toronto. So this is exactly it. Zach is questionable for the three-point contest. He's going to be a game-time decision. He's going to go, and then he's going to just go out there and win. It is going to be crazy. So I'm I, on Zach, I just man. feel like so, if you're going to bet on an injured player, you got to get me better than six and a half to one. Like, so, he should probably be the biggest long shot on the board because yeah, he's not he healthy. Should. He should. So apparently he's cleared after his knee injury. He's going to rejoin the Bulls after the All-Star break. That's what I'm reading on Twitterverse. Oh, okay. So this is his yeah. version of a shoot around before the game. All right. I'll take possibly. It. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Are we overlooking? Well, I'm sorry. We totally overlooked cat. He's won this before and he's at 10 to one. I'm sorry. Talking about cat won the three point of the skills competition. He won the, did he win the three point competition? I thought he won the skills competition. He he did. Skills. Maybe I don't I'm know why cat would have ever been in this competition before. So no, I, I'm, you know what, I, I misspoke. I was talking about the skills competition. Never he's mind. won something. If that counts, yeah, he he's won something. But I do like CJ McCollum at plus 850. I feel like we're overlooking him because he's been in this before. He's been putting up good numbers since he got to New Orleans. I feel like he's a man on a mission also because uh, after being traded and being on the trade block for most of his career, I feel like he, he wants to prove himself. I got good news for you, though, Ryan. I found him a 10 to 1. So if you want to take that instead, you can take it. There you go. Um, I mean, I live in North Carolina. I can't shop around too much, unfortunately. I'll call somebody. (laughs) It's called proxy. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. Uh, Okay, anybody else? Because we've got 
Bane, Moon F and I were both liking Bane. Um, Scott, you like Kennard. Uh, yep. You also mentioned Patty Mills. Um, well, I said I said Mills. I wasn't sure about because a lot of his threes constantly involve coming around screens. A lot okay. of them aren't stationary shots. So, so if he can I'm run around the basketballs. If he can run around the uh, the baskets and then you know to put up the shot and just keep going from side to side, then yeah, I would love Patty Mills. He's incredibly streaky, <laughs> so I think that's definitely the concern. But Kennard with the stationary shot, I just think it's a perfect setup for him. And uh, your top pick, Terrell Levine. Yep. All right. Great. Well, we've gone through everything. Uh, is there anything else you want to say for the 300th episode before we get out of here? Yeah, man. Like any rants you... or anything? I and mean, this is your time to shine. Terrell, you should you not anything? offer Terrell no, a chance not, to rant. No, I'm not. You no, not I'm not going to take the time to rant. I think it's just a cool time to take a time to give Ryan his flowers. And, yep. you know, he, he set all of this up and everybody, when we were talking about earlier, how we got on here, Ryan's name popped up in all three of our spills. You know, he's for people because this pod has grown so much, like so much. And over the year, we have so many new listeners that people don't really remember Ryan, know Ryan at all. But Ryan's like the godfather of the podcast. He's put all of us <laughs> on. He put all he recommended me to, you know, come on and start hosting. So. It's, it's just a great time to give Ryan his flowers. Tell him how much we appreciate him. We couldn't have been here without you, bro. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. We should really mention Sean and Kramer, though, for giving me the opportunity oh, forget those guys. to start forget those the guys. pod. Who's Sean and Ryan? Uh, Who's that? Who's yeah, that? Exactly. The founders of SGPN. So but, uh, yeah, <laughs> huge props to you guys on growing this thing. It's just been going gangbusters. I always enjoy listening. Um and yeah, I mean, been loving it. Been loving it. I, I appreciate the props. Uh, anything else, Scott or Munaf, before we get out of here? And the one thing I'll say is that we're at 300 now, and I believe we are top, what is it, 25 yeah. in Apple Podcasts right now. Same time next year, I'm aiming for top 10. That's me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Even when we got the numbers uh, this morning, and I, the first thing I always say, it wasn't good enough, but I mean, like everything Terrell just said that we wouldn't be sitting here getting to talk about the NBA every single day now, or at least for, from Monday to Friday, if it wasn't for Ryan McKee and Sean and Ryan for, you know, having the NBA gambling podcast on the wet network. So again, Ryan McKee, thank you so much for not only creating the NBA gambling podcast, but bringing myself, Scott Terrell, ZB, uh, Dan into the fold for the NBA gambling podcast. And look, we're just getting started, man. And I think, again, I also want to give a shout out to Scott here. Um, you know, we, we, we sit here and we get to get on these on these pods and we talk about it every day, but the post-production that goes on and getting the pod out, you know, Scott's a man. So, Scott, I want to thank you as well for, for doing everything that you do for the NBA Gambling Podcast, as well as all the other podcasts that I do uh, for the network. So, you know, we're just getting started, and I think that's the great goal that Scott just set for us to be top 10 next year. And last but not least, I want to shout out to our listeners and supporters, man. Without you guys and all the love and support that we get on the daily it's 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 a little overwhelming and it's 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 crazy but we wouldn't be here without our listeners so uh again thanks to Terrell as well he he brings a fire every single day when we're potting and it's just a great uh, group to be part of yeah and I I also want to thank Jong all day long Lee we haven't mentioned him yet yeah John he he's a dog on YouTube. brothers we're coming prop, back. The prop bet brothers. Yeah, the are coming back. prop bet brothers. Uh, I tagged them that uh, when they used to come on every Friday for 
the locker room. So John, thank you so much. I have to get you on one of my Friday podcasts very soon uh, after the all-star break. Um, well, thank you so much, guys. Thank you for growing this. Thanks to all the listeners. Thanks to Sean and Ryan. Uh, it's been huge. Thanks for listening to the 300th blowout episode. Everybody had a great wall all-star weekend, win a bunch of money, lose a bunch of money, just have a lot of fun. Oh, we, anybody... got, we got one more order yeah. of business. Uh, we got oh, sorry. The yeah, yeah. Sorry. Terrell, you want to handle that? Yeah, 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 I will. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time you've been all been waiting for the winners. So guess what? He said winners. Y'all didn't know, but we decide we are picking two winners two. for the SGP jersey contest. So we will have two winners that will win a free jersey. The first winner, and these were randomly assigned, the first winner that won at Good Guys with a Z, A-A. Good Guys with a Z, A-A. You have won the jersey that is our first winner. And our second winner is at Shutter underscore John. Shutter underscore John. So at Good Guy ZAA and at Shutter underscore John. You two have won the jersey. Please send us a DM on the NBA page and let us know what jersey you want, what your size is, and address. And we'll get that shipped out to you. Appreciate everybody for coming for some participating and everybody for all the great words y'all said thank you for everybody shout out to those two guys for winning the jerseys i know uh john said he not john it was good guys good guys said that he he got to get a demar DeRozan jersey so here's your chance <laughs> absolutely absolutely okay great uh, yeah make sure everybody's following us on twitter at uh it's SGPA nba yeah yeah sorry i always mess that up oh man yeah definitely <laughs> oh scott gets that award today for calling in the votes yeah thank you yeah <laughs> scott forgot what twitter was just for, uh, just remember by the way if you end up losing all of your nba all-star weekend plays it's okay when miles garrett scores the first basket so just 100%. keep that in mind 100 percent. all right on that thanks everybody for listening and we'll be back uh wait next tuesday there's no games on monday right no, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll tweet it. We'll do something. We got to keep yeah, we'll our listeners something. entertained. We'll come up with something. All right. we'll they, they'll cuss us out Monday. if we don't do anything. All right. We'll be back on Monday. Thanks, everyone. Basketball gimmick.